Chihuahua. I am now how long gone? Uh, we're in Los Angeles. We are currently being told to stay off the roads if we can because of some rain. Um, Jason, have you driven a car today? Or are you kind of keeping it keeping it safe? Fuck no! Are you kidding me? That's a death wish. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure because uh, I I couldn't do this without you. So I'm making sure that you're kind of staying safe. Yeah, I'm sheltering in place. Unfortunately, the only real issue is when you got. A couple uh, puppers, a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. couple four-legged friends who you don't speak English and you can't tell them that it's raining outside. We have to wait and you have to hold your pee-pee. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Uh, that seems so that like a part challenge. sucks. That, seems like that a, part does suck. That seems like a challenge. I did. Um, I had to drive very early this morning and it was um, it was torrential out there. Uh, but luckily the roads were clear and I was able to make it to and from my destination unscathed. Thank you to all of our uh, frontline workers. Mm-hmm. keeping everything safe it was such a bummer too because we were walking the dogs and it was just like fuck it we just gotta go like uh, it doesn't matter if it's raining anymore we just gotta do it you know mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you know which just sucks you just instantly like well, okay my, i mean i my would socks are wet my underwear is wet within one minute you know you're just like fuck it, i would and say then at the end <laughs> carolyn was like damn you should have pulled up that supreme poncho you kind of fucked up i didn't oh i didn't know the supreme poncho i was gonna say with the amount of arteryx that you have in your in your uh closet you should be fine but the supreme poncho i feel like is more of a decorative piece maybe than a, than a protective layer no 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 it's it's a legit okay i mean you know it doesn't take much to have a a, a poncho work you just get Good a point. sheet Good of point. plastic and cut yeah, a hole in yeah. it to put your head in but I had to explain to her how kind of the resale market works, and if I take yeah. it out of the package, then it's basically useless. Hold on, so I just want to understand. So that the Supreme Poncho that you that you uh, copped, quote unquote. Now you're you're not planning. You're planning to resell. <laughs> quote unquote. You're you're well. Is this still? Is it still kind of alleged? Like we don't know if it's for sure. I haven't seen it, so until I kind of see it. Oh come on. Okay, you got to inspect it. Yeah, but I. So I guess I, I was under the impression that you were going to wear it proudly, but now you're telling me that you might keep it uh one to rock one to stock style and keep well, it well in- once i <laughs> once i did a little research on the brand <laughs> it turns out that stuff from this company supreme is worth a pretty penny okay so let's just say I, let's just say i did my homework okay wow that's great um well they they do have a new you know big news this week was that the the the, the company supreme did switch over to shopify they joined us over at shopify are you serious that's right so i just want to give them a big a big oh, round God. of a, round of applause to kind of getting with the uh you the 21st century there goes there goes the neighborhood once supreme switches over to shopify it's like (laughs) what is nothing sacred if it slows our cart down we're gonna have a fucking problem i'll tell you that what's next we're gonna get like the the portrait t-shirt with like jake paul on it or something i mean that's a dream and maybe that's something we should make but we can talk about that off off mic because i have some important news to discuss with you jason okay well, i could only imagine what it could be well i just you know you know i'm a fan of of uh, reality programming and something you and i God don't don't relate on but there's something that got announced today that has the internet going nuts and it's um mtv's new gay reality show the real friends of weho so they're coming into my neighborhood and filming uh, a group of friends which means guys that are just gay and hate each other uh-huh. I, I guess just how they kind of live but it debuts January 20th at 9 p.m. Uh, what do you mean by they? Well, I just assume they aren't real friends. I, because <laughs> if, if, if the group consists of some of Hollywood's most influential and successful LGBTQ plus celebrities, personalities, and entrepreneurs. So I, I'm just guessing 
based on how celebrities work uh, that they might not all get along, mm-hmm. you know? And if and it's sort of the catalyst for the success of the whole program, actually. I'm going to guess that, yes. It depends. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole uh, Nielsen rating system depends on how much they hate each other. But you said you said it has the internet going nuts. Is does it actually have the internet going nuts or just your gay little corner of the internet? No, I think people are... I, well, I think this is something that has... Like, this kind of show, people are kind of like, why hasn't this existed before? It seems like such an easy layup. You know what I mean? Take the housewives kind of style and add gay guys. They're going to be more drunk. They're going to be more bitchy. It seems like a win. These these are the people that the housewives stole all their, their exactly. swag from. Exa- exactly. And... and, and I mean, they're look. They're taking a swing for the fences here. This has got the coveted uh, RuPaul's Drag Race slot. You know, it's right after RuPaul's Drag Race. So I'm dead. I I'm mean, d- I'm dead. But just quickly to go through the cast for you, Brad Goreski. You of course know him uh, from his time at E. He's actually the only name I I recognize. Todrick Hall is a multi hyphenate, much like you and I, uh, who has worked with superstars like Beyonce, Taylor, and RuPaul. Singer, actor, choreographer. Uh, He's amassed millions of followers on multiple platforms. <laughs> uh, okay, so t- is is Todrick is that so that's just the name Todd and the name Rick combined? Two of the straightest names yeah. you put them together, one of the gayest names. Sweet irony. I uh, know it is. Well, I'm looking at him right now and he's wearing a beret, so that you know. Uh Curtis Hamilton. You ever met a gay guy named Rick? I guess not since the eighties. Just carry on. Just just pickle. Uh Curtis Hamilton hmm. uh is a newly out actor who's known for his role as one driver? Is <laughs> Curtis Hamilton, known for his roles in shows like Surviving Compton, Charming the Hearts of Men, The King of Napa, and Insecure. <laughs> Insecure is the only show I've ever heard None of. None of those shows are real <laughs> except for Insecure. But the fact Surviving that, Compton and what was the other one? Well, the, this is the best part, that he recently came out and he's known for a show called Charming the Hearts of Men. So maybe he had to come out. What? Where? Where do these shows live? To be, bro. I don't. Bounce, I don't they're all I mean, on Bounce XL. You didn't say you. I mean, it could be. They don't specify if it's a YouTube show or not. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's. Um. But then next we have Dorian Renaud, uh, the CEO of Butta, one of the top black-owned skincare companies in the world. Um. So this guy might actually be rich. Butta. Like this. Yeah. This is B U. Could Could I confirm the spelling on that, please? Of course. B U T T A H. Yeah, I had, a, I had a feeling. Uh, next is um, uh, James Vaughn, J-A-Y-M-E-S. Uh, he's, a, he's an entertainment news host who, along with his husband, Jonathan Bennett, re- recently launched Outbound, a global LGBTQ plus travel company. Um, he's also, while he juggles his responsibilities with Outbound, he's also considering a return to hosting. So that's kind of a cliffhanger. So, Bro, you know, none of these people are famous <laughs> at all. Hold like, on. We're not, not even in the slightest. We're not done yet. Joey Zawzig, um dubbed the... Because in- we start at the most famous and we... Work down. Probably work our way we down. Do, well, so it's not going to get better. Joey Zawzig, dubbed the internet's best friend by Good Morning America. Zawzig is a social media influencer and entrepreneur celebrated for his outgoing personality, messages of positivity, common sense advice, and of course, humor. Um... Okay, what? yeah, I mean, that's the last Zal- one. Zalzig? Z-A-U-Z-I-G. Uh, Nobody famous is named Zalzig. You have a manager that instantly changes your name to something else. If you if you even have a lick of, of steam under your ass. Joey's pretty good looking. His lips are definitely enhanced. Um, not to shame or yeah, anything, well, but, you know. Who's aren't and we ho? But I'm interested to see how this plays out. And also, 
I wonder. I want to know how many of these people have, have had sex with each other already. Do you know what what what's what program, what station, what channel this is going to? Where is this? Um, where is this going to live? Oh, it's weird. It says it debuted. It doesn't say the network, but it's an MTV produced show. But I don't think it's on MTV. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me. Well, no, it's fine. It's no big deal. I don't really actually give a shit. It doesn't. No, it is MTV. Okay, it is MTV. So they're going to kick off. Rob Deerdeck and my girl Chanel West Coast for one thirty-minute slot per week, and kind of get the get the gays get the gays some visibility. Uh, okay, so MTV just has gay stuff now. Rob Deerdeck, one of the gayest guys of all time. Don't do that. We can all we can all kind of agree. Oh, on that, because right? he's just so masculine and powerful and good at physical stuff. No, he's I don't, just I don't he's just low. He ain't low, bro. You ain't low with it, he, Rob. He do be. He do seem a little low with the with the kind of the the straight brim. I've been, I've, got, I've been at yeah yeah. I've been at the. I've saddled up at the urinal next to him up in Duck Club. Little Rob trying to look over. I've told you about my time at the Fantasy Factory, right? When I visited, you must have. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got to do. I got to do the foam pit. Dude, which is pretty sick. That's so awesome. Only him and Steve Aoki have those now. I mean, it's a lost art. I feel like it's not sustainable. And I feel like that's maybe yeah. something. If you have one of those foam ball pits inside the living room of your house, you know what that <laughs> means? Nonstop pussy fucking. You are just constantly <laughs> yeah, yeah. covered. Well, we need to also talk about, um, just quickly before we get to our guest, uh, your boy Prince Harry, they're releasing some kind of become some some uh excerpts from his uh upcoming memoir and he's saying because he was in the army he's saying he's killed motherfuckers he said he lied about doing cocaine he did he did try it which means he did it a hundred days in a row of course and then and then he's saying his brother roughed him up a little bit big willie <laughs> big do not big willie so big <laughs> big willie that, was a little uh physically abusive with him as a child I don't know. I think physical abuse or like as an adult dramatizes it. I believe it's probably some teenage hijinks. You know, like you said something. You said I look stupid and I grabbed your shirt and shoved you down. I mean, what what brother doesn't do that to a brother? Well, of course, but for the dawn of time. Yeah, but we're not trying to uh, leave the royal family and and ruin their lives. And yeah, my life isn't under such a magnifying glass as him. So he he said he caught. 25 bodies in Afghanistan. He said, right? he, said mate, he, he probably can't even keep track. It's like, it's like, it's like you and your bodies. You don't even know. He's like shy glizzy. He's got, he's got so many stains that he can't <laughs> even keep track. No, I mean, it's, it's very interesting though. The links that he's going to, to make a little bit of money. Because I just I, I just feel like they could have gone the the Obama Michelle. The guy produces more films than Bruckheimer. He, well, he could have just gone Michelle and Barack vibes and been like, all right, we're going to produce movies and stuff for Netflix and give us three hundred million. You don't have to air out your dirty laundry for the extra million for the book deal. Well, we don't know that because they're like, all right, so what do you got? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I thought you guys were going to do that. And they're like, no, like what are the, what are the stories that you can bring with your unique perspective and your position? I see. And he's like i did coke once uh, my brother <laughs> no but this, um, <laughs> this yelled is... at me and they're like okay well we need to kind of tell your tell-all story because otherwise this is a con uh, a contract infringement or something like that i well no i just feel like a, a memoir deal for prince harry the numbers are probably staggering you know as, as far as memoir deals go he's got to make as many uh, dollars as avatar 2 first weekend or else the whole thing no it, it, he I, I think i read he had to sell like 1.4 million copies to break even or something like yeah that. yeah they gave him a fortune but my point is which is not doesn't seem like that difficult 
No, it won't be difficult. No, no. He can knock that out in Hudson News. Well, uh, there's a possibility though that in a weekend that the British people hate they hate him so much now they might not buy the book, and that's kind of who I would imagine would buy the most books. You know, because he's disrespecting the family. You know, but I. I guess my point is there's there's plenty of ways for him to make money without having to air out his family. So it just proves he really hates his family. Sure. So I think that that does make him. I like him more because of that than him catching twenty five bodies. One thousand percent. I say go for it, Harry. You little pussy. We do have a guest today, a uh, friend of the show. Get that bag. Friend of the show, Jack Wagner, um, who has a new podcast about um, ghosts or something. I think. Yeah, it's about ghosts and stuff. Um, it's called Other World. But it's 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 not really in my interest area, but it seems to be quite popular. So I'm very happy. I'm happy for Jack. Yeah, you know, he, I am. We're also happy for him. He he is a friend of ours in real life and as well as the pod sphere. And uh, yeah, it's cool to see any any friend of yours have a project take off um, culturally and financially, even though it's about a subject matter that we don't necessarily know or care about whatsoever. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's doing so well financially, he was able to move to Altadena. So you already know that <laughs> the money is be, be stacking when you get out yeah. there. You Damn, know, bro. you got it. Well, the weapons you have to buy to kill the coyotes, you know, alone, it can get it can get bro. pricey. It can get pricey. Bro, come on. That's not funny. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. Coyotes do matter. All right, let's uh, let's give fellow elite podcaster Jack a jingle. Lovely. You're okay with just abruptly starting a podcast like a conversation, right? I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a professional, unprofessional like that. It's not my first rodeo. Even though most pods are, you know, the, the, your new podcast, Other World, it's a very produced show, and there's a start and beginning. There's music beds, mm. and it's actually produced where... It's so produced, and it's so good. It's called Other World, and it's, it's so, so produced good. And it's so good. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we're gonna let you. We're gonna let you get into your little. Your little. As Jack Wagner makes some noise for him. You have any plugs on your way out? You know, hit, hitting number seven on the Spotify charts this year. Uh, smash hit new show that everybody should check out if they. But can. what category is it in? <laughs> Let's get. To, what? Yeah. What? What category is it? Social, like whatever category this American Life is in those shows. Social, uh, like like arts and entertainment. But no, number seven. Number seven. Dude, I, I got up pretty high for a minute there in like all podcasts. That's great. Spotify. Yeah, that's great. But briefly, like briefly, you know, hey, whatever. It, it counts. Like minutes. It, it counts. I had 10 songs yeah. on the iTunes charts at once, too, and it was only for a couple hours, but it still counts. I mean, yeah, it still okay. counts. <laughs> okay. So you're a storyteller, right? <laughs> yeah, I tell stories. Well, I mean, the, the way that we podcast, it's not like that. Um, have you listened to How Long Gone Before? Of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you editing the, the ghost podcast yourself? Yes, and I have another editor named Theo. And as of today, I think I might have a third editor coming on, also named Theo. <laughs> so, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Double Theo. So you and you and the Theos are just making this thing happen. And what is the cadence you're looking to to do on this podcast? What are we looking at? Once a week? Once a month? Well, dude, it's been evolving. Um, it's constantly evolving. It was originally going to be six episodes long, like limited, but I ended up recording like twenty. But now it's Nobody knows this, but it's just going to not stop. I'm just going to keep going. We're going so. indefinite. Does your partner at iHeart know that, or you're just going to drop that on them? <laughs> all indie, dude. It's all indie. Okay, so, but I'm sure you've had some of the big podcast houses sniffing around in Altadena. What's going on? <laughs> not houses, House of Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, Welcome to the House of Stitcher. They, uh, 
there's been sniffs for sure, but I don't like it's gonna be a while before that happens. I think. Why? I mean, I don't. Like, you're already coming out of pocket to pay the Theos. You might as well put that on somebody else's payroll. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much you guys want to get in the weeds of pod shop talk. You know, but I'm like, we're already knee deep, brother. For listeners at home, he just took his shirt off, revealing another yeah, shirt. Exactly. Revealing another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear we don't need all the details jack we don't need all the details it's like there's a lot of nuance to this editing so it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a chat show where i can just like toss a file at like whatever iheart mm-hmm. editor they mm-hmm. have it's like dude some of these take so long you're storytelling so you're saying there's not a lot of nuance to editing this show which is a personal affront to them jeans <laughs> is what it sounds like to me no he's not saying that well, I mean, like you're the the editing that I'm doing. It's just a linear cut of like here's a conversation sure, for an hour, yeah. and it's gonna be in that order. But where you're like, okay, five minutes of this convo goes here, and maybe that would be better at the end instead of the beginning. And we got to get a new clean take on that person. And it's the stakes are the stakes are low. Like if if you make a weird edit, you're not gonna get like an email from somebody being like that person's fucking lying. Like they're <laughs> lying to you. They're making this up. Did you hear this part? Like, you know. Oh, so Chris, I, I think Jack is saying, Chris, if you thought you hate the fans, just imagine if you did uh, an extraterrestrial, ghostly, otherworldly podcast. Why do you think people are so, um, I guess, uh, involved in something that doesn't matter? Like, why on earth would someone... Like, it's story. the story is entertaining. So why why are they so concerned with, like, these minute details that that are you talking about your own podcast right now or mine no no yours uh (laughs) i I, like somebody being like they were lying it's like how do you care that much if you were entertained or is it just about being right oh sure i know what you're saying i thought you were saying the ghosts are minute details no 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 no, in my life the ghosts are minute details but in yours they're the star okay got it um (laughs) well i don't know that was a good flip no you're right like i don't and i don't know the audience well enough to figure that out yet and I definitely have to like stop like reading reactions, you know, but for the most part, obviously the response is very positive, but it's an adjustment because people have very strong opinions about this, you know, and there's like mm-hmm. diehard believers. There's like people that are way too skeptical. Get fired up. Like you thought people had strong opinions about Brandon Wardell. Just wait until you get into fucking <laughs> this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and it's a broader audience, you know, it's like, yeah. There's like elderly people listening to this show. Elderly people, you got <laughs> like, probably got some people in jail listening. Cool people, celebs, mm, freaks, all that. That'd people. be sick. Also, I just realized you said you have two editors named Theo. One of them just came on. Any correlation to the discovery of Theophilus London? <laughs> Did he get discovered? <laughs> they found him last night. I heard. Oh, really? Okay, that's good. Don't news. play dumb with us, Jack. No, I really don't know. But yeah, I think that the, I I do think that because when you when you first launched this. I was like, oh, he's really going for the big leagues because this is getting into like true crime vibes, which we all know mm-hmm. is the podcast industry cash cow. Cussing, cussing the wide net versus us. We're a niche pod. We're fly fishing in the LA River. We're just pulling up little dinkers mm-hmm. and you're over there. Maybe a great white will come in. Maybe a sperm whale. That would be sick. I mean, <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the true crime world for sure, but I think that's like what, are, what let's let's Part go ahead the, and get into that is it because they're liars or is it because the, or is it because <laughs> because it's not yeah true or is it because you just find that that is is not it's not scratching the itch for you so that's why you created your own kind of version oh well dude i mean there's many reasons to not like the true crime world like i mean 
let me think of how to say this. Um, is it be, is it, you're, he's trying to find a way that won't be offensive to say that it's a female trait to like true crime podcast? <laughs> no, actually, I mean, like, I think the worst host is that I could think of is male, who's like a probably true crime doer himself, if I had to guess. Oh, so you're saying that some of these true crime guys get a little too deep in the fantasy and they start doing some <laughs> killings themselves. Uh, I think, I think there's, I don't know, I think like a certain type of, dude, some of those shows like, are a little exploitative, I think, is basically what I think about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the true crime stuff where it's like, yeah. especially when it's not like a famous case, it's not like they're talking about Ted Bundy, they're talking about like somebody somebody who just got murdered like a couple weeks ago and they're playing the 911 call without the consent and being like, oh my God, you know, like. But now is the argument, is the argument about that, like this is public domain and we're doing a service? Is that like what they're trying to, to kind of spin it as I don't they don't even realize that they're doing something wrong they're just so eager to hit it big as the best true crime journalist in the world that they they don't even realize that they're breaking any journalistic rules of integrity and not all shows but there's like definitely ones out there that start to feel inappropriate (laughs) like I always think about like dude what if this was like my dad that got murdered and then I'm suddenly seeing like my name dropped on like the classy ladies true crime pod hour and they're like i think the sun did it the classy lady i did i think the sun did it you know like and then now that's slanderous to my good name uh-huh. this came up a lot with the jeffrey dahmer thing on netflix because it was like people were arguing that like the victim's family should be compensated and all this stuff because their story was their story was used on tv and i was like i just don't think that's how it works whether that's right or wrong, I just don't think that's how it works. It's public no, it's domain just, at that point. No, that's not how. That's a huge famous case, you know. Like agreed, but I think the argument was kind of like, well, this was over, you know, this was kind of like done, and now they're dragging it back out for monetary gain after long after the fact. Yeah, but you're right. Still, it's like public shit. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, I th- I think what I'm noticing now is like everyone has already done a documentary or a true crime podcast or whatever on all of these classic things that have happened over the years. And now people are like, like the guy who killed those girls in Idaho last week or whatever. I feel like people are already optioning that. I feel like the time spent in between the crime and mm-hmm. the biopic or the documentary is getting shorter and shorter. And I think there's a certain point where it's too short, where like the wounds are still healing to where there needs yes. to be a, how much time in between the crime and the show, do you think, is the sweet spot is what I'm asking. Me? I'll, both of you classy ladies. You go first, Chris. It depends on how hot the killer is. <laughs> off off good, rip. Good point. The guy in Idaho is pretty hot. That thing's going to move quick. Jeffrey Dahmer low-key is zaddy. The, no, the, the Idaho guy is a great example of that thing's going to get get the Hollywood pipeline because he's hot. And by the way, there's like a spectrum for all of these uh, podcasts. Like there's some that are horribly offensive and some that are i think like serious and probably doing good work so that's podcast in general some of these people though think they're like doing something important like they're like i'm doing the work that the real journalists and the police officers aren't doing like like don't fuck with the cats whatever like yeah the internet can Mm. use reddit to solve any crime that this little dumb police officer can't do kind of thing i mean i don't want to like get on just like talk shit about other podcasts but why um Maybe that is fitting for welcome home, Biatch. This, you know <laughs> this is what we do here. This is how long gone we clown in this motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I I was trying to listen to one recently, and I'm not gonna say what it was, but it's like a pretty big seasonal true crime 
pod, but like mm-hmm. I list, I gave it like six episodes and it was very clear that like they did not uncover any information in the course of investigating this story. Mm-hmm. It was just like doing like every single episode was like basically like a mini documentary about like like oh, I miss my brother so much like crying <laughs> like just kind of like rehashing trauma and under the guise of investigation be like we're going to get down to the answers and they never get down to the answers mm-hmm. at a f- certain point I'm just like dude I'm not listening to this shit anymore it's just like literally just exploiting these people who are still sad yeah you're not like coming any closer to solving this murder and there's that and then <laughs> there's some where it's like it'll be a closed case and they're like did she kill herself like <laughs> some and some questions are left unanswered we're gonna get to the bottom of it and then like the entire podcast is be like there's one person that we need to talk to it's the friend that was there and she won't talk to us and like finally in the final episode they'll like talk to this person and be like yeah she killed herself i saw her do it i didn't want to talk to you guys because it happened 10 years ago and i don't like to talk about it like and then it'll just end and it'll be like turns out it happened exactly the way the police thought it did mm-hmm. but we sure had yeah. fun along the way, didn't we? We sure we sure made seventeen thousand dollars on Squarespace ads, didn't we? <laughs> what is the yeah? Well, that's that's a subject, or that's something that I think about a lot in this world because people are so eager to create this content that they get ahead of themselves and don't have an ending or a solution or a resolution at the end. They just start making it. What do you well, like for for your podcast, for example? Like how many episodes? Is there a resolution versus just like, we'll never know kind of thing? Dude, with the stuff I'm covering, like, I don't know if we'll ever know. I mean, <laughs> if I ever found any like anything out, I would probably be famous <laughs> for it. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, so I, I guess, mm. I don't know. Like, I, I see some documentaries, like, before a documentary used to just be like, here's a thing that happened, we're documenting it. And now in the sensationalized Netflix blah 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 world, there has to be like, and then this crazy shit happened and everything changed. Yes. And then there's like an ending, there's a resolution, there's a big moment of closure that people yearn for or almost demand out of this type of content anymore. I know. I don't know why they do that. And because like Because it's more entertaining. Because it's like these conversations have already come up, you know, like with like, oh, what would an other world TV show look like? You know? Because I don't like the paranormal shows. Because all of them are like hunt for Bigfoot. Me, me, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, it's like hunt for Bigfoot, and then it'll be like we sent a team out to like look for Bigfoot, and like <laughs> here's what they found. Like find out next week, and then they never find anything. Yeah. But they set up. They well, set you know it up what? Like they're going quickly, to. hold on quickly, Jack. What are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Is does he exist? Are is are they not finding anything because Chris, it doesn't? You're it's not. not the, you are literally not ready for my thoughts on Bigfoot. This is too like, <laughs> like you're not ready. Damn, you're damn. not ready. Come on, Jack. You don't. You, you can't tease us like that now, Jack. Now, now I want the. Your How Bigfoot can you smoke. paywall us on our own podcast for your Bigfoot take? That's crazy. I had to paywall my. I had to paywall myself. Okay, just give us a morsel of Bigfoot. I'll give you like a morsel because I have a lot of episodes that are longer and that like are just complicated enough that it's like taking a long time and I got to like release them later. Mm -hmm. Um, But 50% of my stuff is released. Maybe even like 30% of my. So so hold on. So you're saying that you have so much gas in the tank, but, but in this deep research on all of these great episodes that are forthcoming, you've crossed paths with Bigfoot. No, no. Okay. So, Have you at least collaborated with him in any way? <laughs> I wish. Maybe one, it could happen, but no. It's. I was going to say, in these ones that are like weirder that I'm still kind of like editing and still interviewing people for, 
it's kind of like uh, there's been some like weird themes I've noticed, and I started to speculate on like other stuff. And then I've gotten a couple submissions related to Bigfoot and some other things that make me think I've had like some loose theories and then I've had some crazy submissions that sort of line up with it. And I had one interview that I still am not sure what to make of, but the guy like multiple times I've had to ask him like mid interview, like, dude, are you fucking insane? Like, are you schizophrenic? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not I'm like, how do I know? Jason has, Jason has to do that during some of our interviews as well. So it's good to know. That I have a doctor's note already on my Apple wallet. I just show it. It's over in five seconds. It's not a big fucking deal. I had to stop the interview probably like two hours in. It's one of the only times I've had to do that where I was like, dude, I got a piece so bad, bro. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, this is great. Like I believe you, but my I have like a headache from hearing this stuff like I need to a break and I still need to circle back with this dude because it's like it's just hearing something that's so far outside of like the realm of what I understand and like it's like disorienting so he's just dropping so much information on you you're like this is good pod this is good tape I'm getting but it like I just need a mental break like your your little zoom recorder is like please no more it's too gnarly it was just a lot to process at once so you're saying <laughs> you know? so you, you had to take a break okay. you're on the side pie you get a couple slices you come back fresh eyes yeah fresh eyes i mean are you able to jack i'm still waiting on that bigfoot morsel Lo- would love to see how this ties back into the big man in the woods okay well actually don't you know what jack bigfoot real or fake <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, it's like it's like. Well, how do we define how do we define that? You know. Oh, don't no. We're not defining that. I'm saying, could I go shake hands with Bigfoot? Or if I went to shake hands with Bigfoot, would he be there? You know what I mean? Not be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> could I dap? Could I dap up Bigfoot? Well, that's, or would he not? Dude, you're asking the questions. I'm wondering myself, but in a, I'm wondering them in a more terrified tone because Jack's like, if I knew the answer to that question, I wouldn't be talking to your dumbass. I'd be on the travel channel. What he experienced with this thing, whatever he saw, like he thought he was crazy maybe too. So he told his friends and then months later, they all went back and he had two friends go with them and they all saw it. Oh. Did they uh, what, Did they all have smoked the same strain or were they <laughs> yeah, using I mean, different varietals? What's the median? What's the median income of this group? I don't know. They were probably in their 20s, so I think you could like just assume. Okay, so but this, was t- this is but this happened a long time ago. You're not talking to him. This didn't happen last week. This is an old story or a current? Probably a few years ago. Okay, so there's still okay, okay. This was all me leading up to say that like I also asked him. I'm like, well, dude, like for instance, like if I went with you, how confident would you be that I saw something, like see something? And he was like, I think you probably would. <laughs> and so like I I wasn't planning on it, but it it now is like. Well, fuck. Like, where does this person live? Do I go is it conveniently like, located to you or not? In the so south. Much? Okay. So, what part of Alabama do you have to go it's more to? North I mean, than that's that, okay. But, um, well, Jack doesn't want to dox Bigfoot. <laughs> well, it's one. No, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. I mean, you guys are laughing, but like, I mean, seriously, like, whether or not. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's like, dude, do I go? Like, because this guy was like shaking, telling me it. So it's like, wait, like, I don't. I don't want that to happen to me, really. Like, right. I don't want to. I so don't want to die. This, this twenty-five-year-old, he he smokes some Zaza. He's out there with his guys camping. They see some shit. He tells you, and now he's like, "Bitch, come, come check me. Like, I'll show you this motherfucker. It's no problem." 
And now you're saying this guy was so scared. I don't know if I'm ready for this as the documentarian. I'm merely a bystander. I don't want to be torn limb from limb by by big. Well, it's like, do I need to be a part of these stories myself? Versus just telling them. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, do I believe some fucking, you know, three-tooth redneck? I don't know. Do I believe Jack? Yes, I do. Okay. Hey. Yeah, and also the best storytellers are telling the story of a life well-lived. And you can't do that Mm. over Zoom, if you ask me, brother. You got to go get boots on the ground. I would probably go. You spend a lot of time, like, outside and shit. You're fine. You got boots, don't you? (laughs) I was thinking, like, who I know... Like, who would I bring with me? You know, not me. Probably some of the most gnarly bros. That not you know. me. Don't text me. Lose my number. Mind you, like <laughs> I talk to these like I hear these stories like every day. So my ability, my ability to like ignore this stuff is a lot lower than yours at this point where like mm-hmm. people come across information that's shocking all the time. And basically, it's easier to just kind of like ignore it, forget about it and move on with your day. <laughs> like I have like a harder time doing that now. Um, because I like, yeah, I hear, and so you much can get a little bread off it too. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe one day. <laughs> and you're 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 kind of you're becoming an expert at it slowly but surely with practice. It's just going to happen. Yeah, it's um. So yeah, I mean, when I'm thinking about like if I would do it, I'm like thinking about it very seriously. Of like, do what I actually want to like. Let me ask you a question, Jack. Would you go? St- like, would you? Hell no! I don't even camp, bro. I ain't doing shit. I know. <laughs> No, you're not gonna go just because you don't want to sleep in a tent if it's comfort plus or higher i will go but i mean (laughs) you you get because with bigfoot it's like you you, you're talking about ghosts or the uh the paranormal act you know things that are not physically in our world you know what i mean that's what i might be a little more afraid of yes but if if bigfoot is a if bigfoot is some sort of you know beast that does not you know, an extinct creature from millions of years ago. I could, I could put the fucking thang on him, two to the head, and it's a wrap. I can't shoot a ghost. You know what I'm saying? And Jack, I know you have guns. By the way, I mean, yeah, but I can't take them across state lines. Um, also, I don't think a 38 special would take down a big. Oh, that is but- not true, bro. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, silver. You put a silver bullet in there. You could take rounds, bro. I could take. All right. Well, I mean, I, I. Look, you're going to be posing with Bigfoot like like Trump Jr. with an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> if the 38 won't do it, Jack, I got other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jason keeps mm-hmm. a few things in the in the Tesla. It's, he's not afraid to spray. Yeah, the Tesla frunk. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> but the problem with this is, and, and I like where this is going. I think this is going to make you a lot of money, and I'm happy about that. But... The issue with doing this more exploratory boots on the ground type shit is that you actually have to hang out with these people. And I think that could be worse than getting getting so, raw dog by Have Bigfoot. you listened? Uh, wait, Chris, Chris, have you listened yet? No, Jack. I have to I have to be honest with you, Jack. I probably never will. It's okay. Um but because I don't have any interest in this, but I like I want you to succeed. So that's why I'm signal boosting you. Well, I think you should because I've <laughs> first and foremost, you should. <laughs> no, seriously. And this is a good opportunity for an organic plug because like I make this show specifically for people like you where because I hate paranormal stuff. I mean, I've always been interested in it, but the content out there is just so silly to me. And there's got to be a better way. You know, it usually features people in a way that like they're either hard to believe or mm-hmm. it's sensationalized to the point where it's like, OK, this is a joke. But the people on the show are not like, as you're saying, like one tooth yokels. 
a lot of the people that I've interviewed so far, like sometimes three, sometimes four teeth, very similar. To <laughs> so you're saying you, you have they're just regular like cool bros that would be wearing a brain dead hoodie, mid level creative directors wearing dunks, and they're seeing ghosts too. Oh, I have all sorts of people, but you know, I'm I'm not putting anybody anybody on there that like I don't think would be credible to the audience, generally speaking. So, mm-hmm. and I'm like when I make these, yeah, yeah, when I make these episodes, I'm imagining like I don't know if you guys do this, but I have like a hypothetical audience in my head. For yeah, but still, and for other world, but like for other world, me too. Her name's Emily Radikowski. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for other world, I'm like very much factoring in super skeptical people that you know would normally not be listening to something like this. And you, you've got a lot more checks and balances. And it's in, not in like not like I'm saying like I'm trying to convince them, but I'm trying to make it with each episode. I try to make it entertaining outside of just paranormal shock value sure well i would expect that because you're a professional so i, I wouldn't that hey, doesn't surprise you. me chris you're being a lot more friendly than i thought you would be about this stuff which is great well no i i don't i'm not i'm not a, i'm a very friendly guy and i also think it's i just love success with people i know so that's part of the reason that's the loophole is that you think this is gonna be successful that's why you're being nice it's about definitely it. it's definitely gonna be successful because i think you're right i think that i don't listen to anything like this i don't care about anything like this but i also am aware that this is like the biggest genre of podcast you know this is like the biggest genre of entertainment almost Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways um so i i i wish i could have some interest in it so i could get a little cheddar myself but unfortunately i'm stuck here with tj talking to you know talking to a writer (laughs) but but i i I see where you're coming from because that was sort of the original reason why i started podcasting forever ago was like this is a cool medium i think i like it and everything about it is so bad. Like the artwork for it is so bad. The music is so mm-hmm. bad. The merch is just the worst. And and for you, you're just like, oh, all I have to do is create the coolest looking podcast in this specific genre. And it's it's absolutely not hard to do at all to be the best in that selection of shit. But you really did like a home run. Like the merch, the logos, the music, it's all like way yeah, better really than good. it used wow, to be. Yeah. Thank you guys. So so kudos yeah, to the logo and the merch, all that stuff is all You understood stuff is the assignment. Good. I'm gonna take this moment to shout out shout out Colin Coldesac Studios who designed it. Oh, I'm yeah, friends yeah, with also Colin. a big fan of the, your podcast. Yeah, I'm friends with Colin. Colin's the homie. I, I think okay. that that's but I do think that, that is that is interesting is that podcasts are ugly usually <laughs> you know and also you, it's just a funny it's a strange thing it's like it almost felt like it was being done on purpose and then you see who actually makes podcasts and you're like oh this wasn't on purpose. yeah it's it's a thing that that people ask us about all the time with our podcast because we have like a certain branding style and a certain merch style and like a certain visual style and everyone's like wow you guys have like such a like a cool thing and i'm like yeah, first of all thank you but also like it's so not difficult to have like a podcast that has cool branding it's almost the, the competition is just pure shit it's almost like i i've i've sometimes wondered not like, all of it how it might even be hard to replicate like how bad most podcasts look like i've <laughs> i thought about making like an alternate cover mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was like i've often wondered like what would you little stinker what would it look like <laughs> if i had like a quote-unquote podcast cover uh-huh. you know what i'm saying like you know scroll itunes and they all look they all have like a look, but I, I, it's like hard to put your finger on like mm-hmm. what makes it that where it's like always like, you know, the portraits are always the same. <laughs> you know, there's like four, there's probably like four types of podcast covers. I can't name what they are, but yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, it, it reminds me of, uh, of like the pen and pixel art from, from 20 years ago where all the rap music covers, they, you would hire this one design studio and it would have that exact look. 
There's probably just some 19-year-old graphic designer on an iPad who just makes every single podcast cover. No, that's that's the fucked up part. I don't think that's the case. I think the case is is that this is the this is like what people expect it to look like, so that's what it looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it, it's like it's designed that way because it needs like to movie look posters like or something. Yeah, to, yeah. Like that's here's yeah. here's call her daddy. It's the most popular podcast on Spotify. I'm gonna We're gonna make it look like that. The artwork is not the greatest, and I'm gonna copy that. Well, I also think that I mean this was happening at the end of end of like or when when music started to become like iTunes. You know, when everything went from CD to like digital. That those were the conversations that I used to have with record labels. They'd be like, "We're not going to pay somebody twenty thousand dollars to design a cover. It's one by one. Why the fuck do I care?" <laughs> you know, it's this, it's the same. I think it's like the same kind dude, of thing. Dude, it shows. Yeah, dude, the the <laughs> album art like from Adobe Photoshop one to like nine is so bad. Like it's crazy. Major artists spend the money because because the label will pay for it. You know, the label will pay whatever for Taylor Swift to do the gatefold. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I think that the smaller bands now, much like podcasts, like have friends that are good, so they ask them. You know, or if you're Soldier Boy, you have friends that are bad, but you still yeah still hire them. Yeah, it still looks good. This is like really looping it back, but like full circle. I think like you know what I was talking about with Otherworld and like standing out from the paranormal. I wasn't even like saying that I. I wanted it to have more swag or something than like other pods. I think it's just like what I am trying to do. That's like, I think is elevated is like one only first person accounts. Like I'm interviewing people about something that happened to them. Oh, okay. Only. All right. That, that is, that does seem important. I'd say most, most paranormal shows are like people reading stuff off Reddit, whether you realize it or not. Um, or hiring a voice actor to read a Reddit post or being like, I saw this thing on TikTok. It had me shooketh. Yeah, or they're just like talking about folklore. Love that and, album. Like, describing it, like reading <laughs> Wiki- Wikipedia. Don't set them up like that. Or I'd say there's like the other thing, which is like more like quote unquote storytelling, you know, where it's like it's ghost stories, but it's like the type your uncle would tell you where it's like, this totally happened to me. Like, oh, I see. It's not supposed to be like heavily researched. It's supposed to just be entertaining. Yes. Where it's like, uh, oh, did all of that really happen to grandpa? Like, you know, it's like, but <laughs> I'm not doing any of that because I've never, I don't know. There's just never done it for me. But um, I've always been fascinated by like the cognitive dissonance at play with people where like they'll experience something that's like terrifying or shocking or like something that would like change their definition of the world around them and then they just kind of like move on you know yeah 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 and there's so many people that have that bottled up and like my theory with making this is i'm like okay if i do this and like do it in a non-cheesy way that's not embarrassing that people will be taken seriously i think people will come out of the woodwork with more stuff and like hit me up and it's it's been working yeah. i'm gonna think about this then and i i don't think anything has happened to me that would kind of get me on the show but let me keep thinking because you know who knows chris might have something we all got something don't we no <laughs> i've never i don't i don't believe I, if you don't believe and you've never believed then it's hard to kind of uh have that happen to you i think to an extent I think you have to have a more open mind to the fact that it could happen at all for it to be real. I used to think that, but then I've like talked to a lot of people that a lot of people just like you, Chris, non-believers, and then something happens out of the blue. But also, these people spend a lot more time outdoors than I do. I think that's a big <laughs> part of this as well. Paranormal motherfuckers be inside too, Chris. Come on, yeah, no, that's in the attic as well as the subflooring. <laughs> Jack, um, on the on your most recent episode, there was a there was a story. I don't want to divulge the whole thing, but. There was some moments where religion was discussed or maybe like religious 
physical practices, you know what I mean? And a lot of the spiritual world is is in the religious world, not just like the dark evil spirits and ghosts and monsters and stuff like that, but a lot of it is just, you know, straight up religion. How has how much does religion come up on your show? How has your vision of religious people in your life changed after after doing all these episodes? Very complicated multi-part question, but <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like religious religion's going to come up more for sure. Thank God I'm back. Like I, w- I want to like literally have a priest on as a guest and like, I want to have somebody from every religion. If nah, I can. bro, like, you know, you, now you don't want those diddlers on. You can't give them a platform. Not a diddling priest. No, not a Catholic priest. Oh, just a regular. Jack sp- says, Jack says no diddlers allowed on other world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll screen them first. I'll, I'll present them with a moral test, <laughs> but I just find re- like that level of religious person kind of boring. Because everything goes back to like their belief. Chris, you can find a young pope out no, there. No, but you know what I mean, Jack? Like where it's like their answer for everything is like, well, that's God's plan. Well, that's God's love in action. That's the, you know what I mean? The, no, the, yeah, I, that's cheating. Like, I, well, <laughs> I think like doing this has like opened up, has like changed my perspective on like good and bad for like religious people. Yeah. Expand on that, my brother. Oh, my God. As with a lot of stuff, it's like, it's like, I, I immediately think of the long answer and it's like a real long. Actually, dude, I'll fuck it. I'll tell this story. You guys will eat this shit Who up. Who cares? You guys are going to eat this shit up. Um, so right. this is unreleased, but like in a, in a future episode. Okay, little Uzi. <laughs> in a future episode, I witnessed, um, like almost like an exorcism take place at Erewhon. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, I was like, how how are we going to eat this up? Oh, that's how. Bro, okay. the, sea, the sea moss gel is good. I don't know if it's that good. Okay. An exorcism at Erewhon. The first time I took a bite of that, I was like, this can't be gluten-free. I basically, yeah. my eyes rolled back <laughs> in my head. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay, not really like a full exorcism, but um, I was, okay, so I was out interviewing. I'm, I'm going to keep some of this like secret because I don't want to like spoil the episodes, but I was out interviewing somebody that's like kind of psychic-ish, mm-hmm. like, it was the, somebody that's on the show in like multiple episodes come, that'll come out. But, you know, I had said goodbye to them. It kind of took a while. We were hanging out, lingering, talking for a long time. And then, like, weirdly enough, like, I go to Erewhon because I, I was talking to them for so long that I missed lunch. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so hungry. Like, I need to grab a quick snack and, like, catch up with to my To situate day. the listener, which location? I'm guessing Silver Lake. This was in the Valley, actually. Twist. <laughs> Not Studio City. Yeah, I mean, it's important to know. Over there by the Sportsman's Lodge. Yes, which I've stayed at multiple times back in the day. Very cool. I hope it comes back. It will. It's a it whole will. Other podcast episode. And it, and by the way, not like really a full exorcism. I don't know what to call this, but anyway. So I'm there. No problem. And I'm walking in to like grab like the quickest food I could find and like grab something, buy it, come out, and then I see walking in like the person from my episode, and I'm like, oh my god, it's you again. Like, ha ha, very funny, spooky. And then they're like, <laughs> you know, they're like, um, random AF. Okay, now you have to come in with us and like eat. And I, I got to get going soon, but I'll go in. So they were looking around and I started like start moseying around the store because I have nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. And like this woman like cracks like a joke to me in the cold food aisle. And she like turns to me and she's like, like they should hand out col- coats in here. It's so cold. <laughs> and I was like, and she like looked me in the eyes and like it just stuck out to me because I'm like, well, that is a good one. Well, I, dude, I, I don't know. I don't like, Great I'm not like stuff. a person people Great talk stuff. to Great in stuff. public. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have like a welcoming vibe. I don't, have, I don't have a welcoming like talk to me face. You're not super welcoming. Yeah, you're not no, super welcoming. No, it's not like, 
like almost nobody strikes up a conversation with me. You're not giving howdy ho neighbor. I'd say I'm pretty friendly, but it's just like not it it stuck out to me. Anyway, this stuck out to me because it's like doesn't mm. happen. Like people don't just say stuff to me when I'm standing around alone. Mm. I was like, okay, that was kind of strange. Especially there's an odd comment as well. I was like, ha, yeah, it's cold. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, like <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Like <laughs> Because it doesn't happen to me. So anyway, you're like all this raw milk will go bad if it wasn't cold. You fucking dummy. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> so I like go outside and we like sit down and I'm like eating my. I think I had like almonds or something that I bought and I'm like eating it with like the psychic person <laughs> that I did the episode on. And <laughs> the woman that made the comment ended up like sitting in the table one over from us, mm-hmm. and she sees that there's mushrooms on my shirt and starts talking to me about that. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Were you wearing online ceramics in the valley? I was. Okay. Yes. Well, it's your fault then for the questioning. Yeah, you're kind of asking. No, for but she starts asking me point. like if I've ever done mushrooms and like starts talking to me about like mushrooms and like <laughs> is kind of talking to me like a lot and like <laughs> mind you, once again with my personality, like I'm not like a chatty Kathy like that. Sure. Professionally, that's a different story. You're not going like, to grab public, a chair, turn it around, AC Slater style, and plop so you're down. saying you're saying much like Jason and I, you only talk if the mic's on for money. You're not really trying to chat <laughs> with an innocent bystander. Well, I'm not. I'm not like good at small talk, and like my instinct with it is always to dip, dodge, get rid of them fast. You know, where sure. I'm like closing the. I'm like constantly like be like hope you try them. Like yeah, you should try them. Like see you later. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah. And so. I'm obviously just instinct trying to do that, but it kind of like I can't like quite shake her and she's still like talking and like then the psychic woman comes back and she sits down and the woman's still talking to me and like then she's talking to all of us and she keeps like bringing up new topics and like the topics she's bringing up are getting closer and closer to like like what we are talking about that day, like the episode I was making and she mind you, she knows nothing about us. So I'm like. But she starts talking about like paranormal stuff and like the psychics like kicking me under the table, like (laughs) laughing kind of, you know, and then she starts talking about like psychic stuff and like and I'm like kicking her and being like, this is like we're both kind of like, who is this lady? Like, what's going on? To clarify, the psychic person is Grimes, right? I'm assuming. No, it's it's obviously not Grimes, but you actually might know who this person is. I'm not going to. We'll talk off mic. Okay, so you guys are kicking each under the table. Yeah. Like this fucking trippy ass chick is starting to stumble upon what we were talking about. It's starting to get. It's like it's starting to get weird. To it's starting to get weird to me because she's like, and mind you, we're like, like we spent the day talking about like deep stuff, like not common words. Like it's getting into the territory where she's like name dropping stuff that's like hyper specific words, mm. paranormal terms that like mm-hmm. most people don't know. And it's like, it's like, dude, what the f-? like? It's getting to the point where it's like hard to conceal that like i do a show about this and that she's like sitting next to a person that like is a professional in this category and also this person's talking about how like she's making these like weird implications that like like it seems like she needs help and she's like almost like starting to tear up and like all of a sudden <laughs> this feel this feels more like like, like a, how somebody like would run into the office of the ghostbusters been kidnapped and she's like and you're a rick moranis they let her out for a second to go to the bathroom and she's kind of like trying to let you know that she needs help yeah but like almost mm. like that but like it was that it was the online ceramics so you can go ahead and blame that but dude there's probably like three other people wearing that hoodie and uh, <laughs> point counterpoint <laughs> yeah next question it's actually like the best way to blend into erwan <laughs> yeah <laughs>
Yeah, it starts to get weird. And so finally, like at a certain point, like we accept like we're not getting rid of this lady. And I'm like, and I forget how exactly it goes, but I'm like, like, look, like what's going on here? Because like cards on the table. I actually make a podcast about this and like, and like you're sitting here like next to a person that does that professionally. Like I would have to check my notes because I wrote it down after like the order of things, but it escalates very fast. And this woman's talking about how like, she starts to cry like i don't like i it starts to get very real and like all of a sudden the clairvoyant woman's like jack sweetie like stand up like let get let her take your seat and she's like sweetie give me your hands and like takes the hands of this woman and starts like reading her right there read that bitch and like this woman she she did she said something about like new york in the past and like i have some of it recorded in really low quality because at a certain point i like run a voice note Mm -hmm. sure she's saying stuff like you were around dark groups of people surrounding you in New York. Like they weren't of the light. Is that right? And she's like, yes. She's like, were they involved in some kind of rituals? Like she's like, yes, like they're doing, she kept saying like, they weren't of the light. These people aren't of the light. And like this woman's like really crying now. Honey, do you listen to red scare? (laughs) (laughs) It started getting like so heavy. And mind you, like everybody at Erewhon's watching us. Like, this is outdoors at Erewhon. Outdoors at Erewhon. Everybody's like, like I mean, I'm kind of in a bubble, but I'm very much aware of like how insane this is. Oh, and I just remembered, I, I listened to the recording the other day, so I, I forgot about this, but a very funny detail is that leading up to this, like right when it was about to get really intense, a little kid came up to us and was like, sir, would you like to buy some M&Ms to support my football team? <laughs> 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 Sorry, little man, we're kind of in the middle of something right now. So like it gets so heavy and um, it gets into like the clairvoyant knows that her grandpa died like a week before and the woman's like, like he was a really bad man. Um, like I worry about him, like where he is right now. If he's like in hell, it gets really heavy. I don't even know how to wrap this one up properly, but like, you know, it eventually ends in like, it's kind of a weird, like we, we don't, we just kind of like feel like, wow, that was crazy. We all kind of laugh. And then like, we, we all had to leave. So we went our separate ways. I gave her my phone number. I actually ended up interviewing that woman, but she, she eventually didn't want to be on the podcast. Um, which brings me to this is a very long answer to the religion part, but she uh, she's like a, a born again Christian now as a result of so she does listen to Red Scare her trauma yeah so as it turns out she like she basically thinks that like what the clairvoyant does is evil right like that's like what she believes and like is very afraid of it and like but she still let it she still let it go down because it was dire you're toxic but i still let you hit i don't know i mean like i think she was like we've all been there i don't know i interviewed her for a long time and then she hit me up a few days later and was like i don't want to be a part of the podcast but i i probably wouldn't have included her anyway but because like i could tell there's like definitely something going on like bad with her but it's not what she thinks it is let you me know? ask you yeah. let me ask you a quick let me ask you a, let me ask you a quick question jack what does she look like like a yoga instructor blonde oh so sounded pretty good from where i'm sitting yeah you didn't you you yeah you just said i don't know how to tie this all up but one question is she hot yeah i'm not gonna answer that i'm not gonna answer that say no more because i I did see this this story okay so did you feel heavier or lighter when you left the situation dude i felt like what's even the word like it was like i felt like electric almost like sometimes i felt like that making this show where it's like I felt like I'm like riding the wave of like things that are just like happening 
in a way that they don't normally happen, right? Like I felt like she well, sprouted almonds will do that to you. I f- it felt very weird. Like I was kind of like in this crazy thin space of reality, right? Where it was like I was reflecting out of the whole way home of like, dude, what the fuck? Like, like she was like lured to me. Mm-hmm. Like she came, I couldn't shake her, and then all of a sudden, like, like afterwards me and the clairvoyant were both like did you plant her did you plant her like i was like i was like did you fucking plan that like like i knew she couldn't have planned it it's not her personality but like she's like no but she was like jack did you plant her for the show did you i'm like no you're like where's where's ashton kutcher at that's just some that's some energy bro studio city's different but (laughs) but i'll wrap i I was tying this all up to religion because like (laughs) For one reason or another, she ended up in like one of those weird Christian churches where it's all like fear based. So it's almost and like you were in the other world. In my yourself. interview, a lot mm-hmm. she was like blaming a lot of like what was happening to her. Like in any bad thing she was in her life, she was like blaming to like, you know, breaking mm-hmm. the rules of the Bible. And like it was just weird to me, like seeing her because I was like Same. And she was so terrified of like interacting with us and was like afraid of the repercussions of like what would happen if she was on my podcast, which is evil. Right. And I was like, and this is like a terrified person. And I'm like, you know, I grew up going to church. I'm like, you are (laughs) reading a different Bible than what I read. Cause like, like, like that's the whole, what's the point of doing this? If you're going to be terrified Mm -hmm. all the time, like that's not the message of that book. And like, so I think doing this podcast has allowed me to see just like how many churches and people, come at it from such a weird like twisted way where it's very based in fear and like like punishment yeah. in a way that doesn't make any sense i mean i think a right? lot a lot of it is based in fear and punishment but i think there's levels to it you know i, I think it's like i mean the whole thing is you're gonna go to hell so that's pretty punishment based yeah but i think that like the ins and outs uh i think people choose to take liberties and and things get very extreme she was like really afraid of like all of this like darkness around her or whatever and like i don't know if you believe the bible and you're a believer like in that in the bible it says that you would have nothing to fear like at any point like you're you nothing can really harm you if you're saved to me seeing her so terrified i was like man like i don't really know why you're going to this church if like it's just gonna make you more scared and also it doesn't make any sense with her belief with that because it's like this person after interviewing her thinks that like that she's being punished for like engaging in this stuff like very literally, like she was telling mm-hmm. me about like, like she woke up with like a sty in her eye, like the next morning after talking to us. And like, she thinks that was like punishment. And I was like, he's not punishing us. Like I make the fucking podcast. Like I don't have a sty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like free, the bitch. clairvoyance fine. Like she did this. She does did the stuff. Like, I think you just have a sty. You just have a sty. <laughs> you just got a sty, bro. I mean, it, that's right. A lot of the other world are just. All the people, like when we go to Erewhon and it's just a bunch of hot people smiling and having a good time spending money on sprouted almonds, but there's, you know, for every person, every 10 people, there's one person in there who's like living in hell and pain and fear right under our noses and you would never know. Oh, so much. Yeah, so much. But yeah, I think like that's a very long-winded answer to the religions thing, but like on the flip side, it's made me more, much more open-minded about other stuff. Um, and like, and seeing like how ignorant the, like the Reddit atheist guys are, it's just, I mean, those don't, are the most don't annoying come people. for my, <laughs> don't come for my fucking community, Jack. 
I'm an atheist, but I go to Mosaic for the networking. Yeah. Um, I met I met Jerry Lorenzo there, and he kind of gives me a discount on essentials. So pretty good. <laughs> well, as as we're wrapping things up, Jack, I wanted to briefly touch on the world of gnomes. I'd like you to explore. Oh, just bro. to briefly, uh, we did a long roundabout chat on religion. Let's do a shorter cul-de-sac chat. I want Chris to know about the world of gnomery. Oh my God, Chris. Okay, so... As well as how it pertains to Lowe's and Home Depot, etc. Okay. So, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm here. I'm ready. In the early days of the show, like before it had a name, I was like starting to interview like tons of people back to back that like, you know, I had had reached out to me previously. And... um, one guy sent me like a story. I don't remember what the original one was, but I was interested because he told me that him and his wife were both Romani, which is like the actual name for what most people know to be gypsies. Um, it's like an ethnic group of people, diaspora. Okay. Okay. Um, with like a long history that a lot of people don't know about, but they're very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I studied anthropology a little bit in school, so I was always fascinated, but one never never met a Romani person. Sure. Um. So I was like, dude, I want to interview you guys just about that. Like, let's go. They tell me their ghost story. They tell me all sorts of interesting Romany stuff. And then, like, it starts taking some turns. It's like a four-hour conversation. But, like, <laughs> it's one of those where, like, at I started at, like, 4 p.m. And then, like, all of a sudden, I look out my windows and it's, like, dark. And I have to, like, turn on my lights. And I'm, like, still going. And then at a certain point, your wallet's missing. <laughs> Where's my Roly, babe? Bro, that is uh, a stereotype, a racist stereotype, Jason. Oh, yeah. How long gone, bitch? We clowning this motherfucker. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> so anyway, it starts, but it takes a real sharp turn where they start talking about gnomes because they're also, they're both psychics. Like, they have a psychic shop, um, and their parents were psychics. They're fifth generation psychics, <laughs> wow. so they have a shop. And a lot of okay. what they're talking to me about is, like, the people that come into their shop with, like, please help me. Like, I need your help. Crazy mm. situations. And they're like, yeah. you wouldn't believe some of the stuff like that you told that we dealt with. And then they were just like laughing about it. They're like, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Like uh, we've had multiple stories about gnomes that involve gnomes. And I was like, like what? Like, I mean, <laughs> this is in the episode that is out. I think it's like, like you can hear me being like, wait, like, like gnomes i was like i was like like you mean you like mean like garden yard gnomes? Gnomes? that's what i was wondering I'm, I'm like i'm like are gnomes real i'm like i thought that was just like made up by like somebody in the 60s and if you did have a problem with garden gnomes why would you try to find a gypsy psych psychic to help you i was like well i was just like just baffled i'm like wait are they like i didn't think a gnome was a thing like i thought it was just, like i didn't I didn't think that was like an old. You thought it was purely ornamental spirit. I thought it was like an invention of the '60s and mm-hmm. like basic and and so it's so funny to like I'm like laughing and they're laughing too, but they're like no, it's I mean mm-hmm. they're like I know we sound crazy, but like dude, we've had to deal with this shit. And then they start explaining it, and the explanation's actually like kind of scary and like it makes a little bit more sense once you get into it. But um, like essentially, people worship all sorts of weird things and there's like some i guess there's there is history to people worshiping like statues of gnomes and essentially what happens is like somebody starts like a gnome shrine or whatever and it starts with like a little thing like like leaving the the gnome like some coins or like a muffin or whatever for good luck classic classic shrine shrine stuff hopefully a mini muffin but yeah go on (laughs) but basically 
it'll start to escalate and then they're offering the gnome bigger things and then eventually the gnome <laughs> starts to ask for stuff and you know whether it's like <laughs> not the birkin <laughs> not for dick i hope <laughs> the gnome will ask for like a cake or something and then gnome said you gonna finish that the gnome, you guys are laughing i know it's funny but like let me go to buy it bro. so <laughs> Like I'm dead serious. Let me hold like five. Let me let me hold five stacks real quick. The gnome asks for bigger stuff, and then it'll be like, "I want a bed. I want like a bigger shrine." And then eventually, the gnome says, "Okay, what do you want? Like, what do you want?" Gnome flipped it on. Do you want money? Like, what do you want? And like, eventually, the gnome will give you what you want. It's usually like money or like a new car. Okay. And then (laughs) sure this exchange starts to happen where like this person's like worshiping basically like worshiping a statue of a gnome. And like, I think a lot of people do this with all sorts of stuff. Like, yeah, you know, people can end up worshiping all sorts of crazy shit, but like, um, and then eventually uh, with the gnomes, eventually whatever it is behind the gnome wants something that like they can't give it. And apparently it's usually, the life of like your firstborn son or a loved one. This I feel like there's some similarities <laughs> to the leprechaun and the gnome. They're both little. They both have treasures to well, share with you, but then so you're but saying also to me, the, hold the up, Sopranos the, like one day you give. So, I'm gonna need a favor from you, dude. The blood of your firstborn child. So Chris, you're laughing hysterically, but like I have interviewed people that have like had serious issues and had a relative commit suicide related to this because the gnome was like all right what kind of work do you want he's like m3 2019 or higher and he's like there's not the three trim package (laughs) (laughs) okay so like it is i i do know it's funny and like these episodes are objectively funny and like the podcast i want to make is like (laughs) both at the same time you know like there's funny parts of this but also it's not a lull fest like i don't i don't think it's ridiculous but i'll tell you why is that um because, I mean, I do believe in this stuff generally, but, like, you know, like, Ouija boards are considered, like, a terrible thing. Like, you should never fucking touch a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And even if you, like, slightly mm-hmm. believe in ghost mm-hmm. stuff, like, you have to acknowledge that, like, probably the worst thing you could do is just, like, be really asking for something to come and, like, move things in the room. Like, you don't... Dangerous game. Yeah. And inviting something in. Like, so... Basically, when I when I talk to them further about it, I'm like, do you think that there's actually like a giggly gnome? Like, is there like a real gnome on the other side? And they're like, no, like it doesn't matter if it's a gnome. Like, like, like if you they're like, it's a it's like a hotline. If you're if you're putting stuff out there, if you're like if you're offering worship and it you're it doesn't really it's unclear who you're going to worship. Like somebody's going to show up Mm -hmm. and like take Mm it like somebody's going to take that muffin and take you up on it like it's not going to be good it's not gonna be good mm-hmm. you know gluten-free stuff yeah. is usually dry i agree kind of yeah it's like putting like the like an ad on craigslist for something you know like the people that it's going to attract you're not going to want to invite into your home yeah like i want i want to like if a girl on post a craigslist will be like i want a boyfriend who loves me come over to my house here's my address i'll be in bed like <laughs> damn you're not gonna like what shows up ring ring a ding ding no but like yeah i mean so and dude it's like a common theme uh, the gnomes are funny but like from that way like uh, like that theme i've noticed across a lot of what i've heard in doing this show is like anybody that's like 
goofing around in this stuff and offering it like making offerings seems to be like a terrible okay. pattern. All right. Like mm-hmm. and inviting inviting things like big no no. Okay. I'm a little upset set that I didn't know about this before Christmas because I obviously would have purchased Jason a gnome. Well, dude, the crazy thing not in my house after these episodes came out. Like, did you notice Home Depot everywhere was crazy with gnomes this year? (laughs) Oh, so you're saying Big Gnome is aware of their popularity? Big Gnome, gnome, yeah. Home Depot doesn't want you to know about this, but no, but don't you notice like every season there's like a weird like common design thing that's new where it's like oh clearly like we're pushing this the 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 10 foot skeleton one year the gnomes and next year yeah it's like where every store is doing some version of it like i i noticed a lot of gnomes in this christmas stuff this year a lot of gnomes weird. in the zeitgeist maybe the other world nft package will be a bunch of like crypto gnome <laughs> punks i'm staying away from i'm staying away from the gnomes but okay that's a two-part episode and i eventually Just that's the only that. episode i did in person which is crazy of me but Bro, mm-hmm. I barely scratched the surface. The guy who I talked to about this is named Sean Johns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't bury the lead, sweetie. Sean Johns. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, Jack. Yeah, his name's Sean. His name's Sean Johns, and he's been in the podcast multiple times. He's, now. he's a fun character. I'd say he's generally well. He's generally well received. Some people, I think, it's weird because it's like a more diverse audience now. So like, there's nuances to my humor. You know, like. Like I love Sean Johnson. Like acknowledge that he's like got, he's like eccentric. Yeah. right? He's a strange he's person. He's currently training. He says he tells me he's tra- training right now to do one thousand pull ups in a day, which I don't know if is possible or not. Like I don't, like, don't that's know. That's not that's not possible. And um, or it's like would be very hard. But mm-hmm. um, you know, he's a strange guy. He's not crazy, but he's like goofy. He's he's eccentric. What does he do for what does he do for a living? like dude schemes like he's he sells like flips cars uh i think he's a realtor too like he has 12 cars in his driveway right now like damn i liked doing those episodes because like i got to meet them in person it was really funny um they're normal people like if you saw them on the street you would not let's not go let's not go that let's not go that far i mean i see a lot of people in the street and i know their internal is not normal you would you know? never think that they have any opinions on gnomes put it that way <laughs> all right next <laughs> and that's the beauty of it man that's the beauty of it but yeah the yeah. sean johns like there are some sean johns haters in the audience but like i think it's funny there's just like some people i think just like don't get it you know like they don't get like if you're a sean john hater suck my fucking dick that's what i but say i'd say everybody loves sean johns um but there's gonna be a lot of characters that kind of come in and out of the show like that you know where it's like yeah i'm able to acknowledge that some things are funny and scary like it's funny like gnomes are funny um mm-hmm. it's funny <laughs> i'm not gonna say i think just, a lot of sh- it is I think a is. lot of paranormal shows like have to be scary all the time and it's like dude this is fun like i'm i can't sit here and yeah, pretend yeah, that yeah. a gnome isn't funny like it's mm-hmm. absurd it's supposed to tickle me yeah by design i have to go to air one right now and get a piece of coconut cake for my gnome but thank you <laughs> thank you so much jack and we'll make sure to check out other world wherever podcasts are sold yes uh go check it out um I don't know. You know how to find it. Otherworld. Yeah, we know. We know how to find it. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it, bro. It was fun. That was fun. Thanks for having me. I, Chris, I thought you were going to be a lot more skeptical than you were. No, Jack. Again, I want to see you make enough money that you give it all to a gnome and then kill yourself. So this is kind of my... This is kind of my... <laughs> Dude, I'm going to... I will promise you I'm going to try as hard as I can to be successful, but it's me gnome free. Okay. God bless. I know. I know the gnome is a shortcut, but I'm not going to use gnome. Jack, I'm about to create a gnome burner on <laughs> IG and send you a DM. Bro, they're already... People are already doing this to me. 
<laughs> All right, I got to go. I'll see you guys later. Thanks, Jack. It was a pleasure. All right, Jack. All right, see ya.